28-18. Father, we ask that your words... Let's take a moment and pray for every church before we enter into the to the later end. I just want the power of the cross to be manifested in every church this morning, every gathering, every home. Lord, we, we pray for every church in this community, in this region, including ours, Lord. power of the cross would be fully manifested. God, I ask that there would be such a revelation of what you have done, what we celebrate today, your resurrection. God, that, that it would come in in such a powerful way that hearts would be undone. Father, that we would see you clearly, that the veil that is upon our eyes and upon our heart would be fully lifted, Lord, that we could see you clearly this morning. God, I ask that salvation and righteousness would spring forth by your own hands. God, I ask that you would move in the hearts in such a powerful way, whether in this church, in Rollins, Free Methodist, United Methodist, the Catholic Church, every church that's represented the people as they gather together, you would be there. Father, they would feel the power of new life coming forth. Father, I ask for every home would encounter you, Lord. Those that are unable to come to church, God, you would impact and touch them today. Every child would feel the resurrection power, would feel the life that would flow from you, God. She would find them. You would call them by name. I pray for our children. As they're in the back, Lord, that this just wouldn't be another Sunday of programs, God, but, but that anointing, that rest upon every believer is the same anointing that would rest upon each child. Holy Spirit, you would take the deep things of our Father and you would give them to our children. That their hearts would be undone. Lord, that the cross wouldn't just be another story, but it would be real life to their hearts. Forever changed. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, as, as, as leading up to this week, yeah, I was thinking, Lord, what, what is it that you want me to, to speak on? There's so many elements of the cross. There's so many deep truths. It's, it's unending. It's a, it's, it's a revelation of the cross that, that continues, I think, forever. Jesus is going to be teaching us ab about the things that happened on the cross, like that reality of who we became and what he did uh, is, is this journey that never stops. And so I was just asking the Lord, what, what component would you want me to share this morning, and I and I felt it's just as simple as it was. It's just, he, he just said, "Share what I shared. Go to the scriptures after the cross. When I came back, because Jesus for forty days ministered to the people after he died and was resurrected, he began to sh to appear to to the disciples and to the people, and he began to declare to them. He began to speak to them. He began to remind them of the truths of who he was. And so, as I looked at those accounts, I just went to to each account." And began to look at what did Jesus say w to the people after the cross? What was the main message? What was the heart that he kept repeating? And I want to just share these scriptures with you. And, and, and you can find so easily the heart of Jesus after the cross. And the first one that we know is in Matthew. Matthew 28, 18. It 
and he, he appears to the disciples once again when they're gathered together. And he says, when they saw him, verse 17, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and then of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So just hold that in your heart for a moment because we're going to see a, a thing that's repeated. So Mark, he's experiencing the, the same reality. So let's go to the end of Mark. Mark 16, verse 15, and he, he gives his account of this. He says to them, here's Jesus, he appears to them. He said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents if they drink anything deadly by no means it'll hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover let's go to luke 24 verse 47 just highlighting the the emphasis of jesus after the cross, we can start in verse 46. And then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. Verse 47. That repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And you are the witness of these things. Are you following me? John 21, 17. Here's, here's John's account. I just, I picked verse 17, but we understand that Jesus said this three times to Peter. He repeated himself. He says, for the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said, to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Are you guys catching a, a common theme of Jesus' heart after the cross? The same thing that, that he's saying over and over to whether the same group or even to a different group, right? Uh, we find Acts 1.8 is another encounter that Jesus had with the disciples on a different account of, of these ones. And Acts 1a, again, is, is a similar message. He's with the people right before he leaves, and he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Last one, I, I just want to touch one more. Because I, I love this journey when the Lord kind of invites us into what, what is my heart? What did I say 
every time I encountered people after the cross. <laughs> and so here's, here's one more as, as we see this played out. Acts 26, 17. And this is when Saul was turned, uh, transformed. He's, he's now called Paul. But he uh, is recounting this transformation. He's, he's recounting the time that, that Jesus encountered him. And he says, let's just, uh, verse 16, but rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Oh, there's so many things that we could say about the cross, how it purified us from our sins, that it gave us eternal life. I actually think one of the more important things of the cross is that it's pointing to his return again. Well, we love to celebrate the cross, but the reality that the cross, although it fulfilled Scripture perfectly, I mean, thousands of years ago, they said what it was going to look like when the Savior came, and he fulfilled that in ways that, that he, he couldn't have produced unless it was God, <laughs> unless it was prophetic, seeing into the future what would take place. He fulfilled that perfectly, but did you know it's still just a partial fulfillment? wasn't the full fulfillment. If you look at the prophecies, he comes, he dies, and then he returns again with his kingdom. And so when I look at this, I, I think about the reality that when we see the cross, when we think about the cross, it's actually calling us to a larger hope, the return of Christ forever, the kingdom of God, the, the peace and the righteousness of his kingdom will rest on the earth, that there will be no more pain, no more sickness, and, and the separation, although we have an invitation into his presence right now, we have an invitation into his heart, the physical kingdom of God, the physical person of Jesus will be present with us. Amen? But as we look at these scriptures, he has the same common theme for us. Go make me known. Go, go preach the gospel. Begin to tell people about me. Give, give the good news Present that there's actual repentance and remission of sins, that you can come from, from darkness into light. There, there's, there's a part of me when, I, when I'm reading these scriptures, I, sometimes we just want to keep giving more information, but, but in, in a sense, I just want to stop there. I want to say, look, look at this, this is enough. I, I want us to have the urgency and the clarity of Jesus' heart in this reality. He said, you've experienced the cross. You're born again. You have God living in you now. There's no separation. Now go make the good news. Give the invitation to every single, I love Mark's way of saying it, every creature. Pre there's not one person that... That is not worthy of hearing the gospel. There's not one single, no matter how, even if it's Saul who's persecuting the church, he's killing Christians, even that one I want the gospel to be presented to, to be preached to, that he would come into the kingdom and experience life. In Matthew 28, if we, if we go back to, to that one 
verse, let's, let's take a look at this. I told Danielle, I said, I'm going to preach for 15 minutes. She says, no, you won't. She's right. I just, April Fool's. <laughs> that was my sister. Oh, the women in my life. Um, Matthew, t- Matthew 28. I, I, I just want to, I, I want to keep the same theme, though. I want to make this very simple. I want us to come home with one point. Preach the gospel. Every creature. Make him known. So this is a glorious reality to celebrate in this church. But did you know in the book of Acts, the church encountered this? They didn't celebrate it just in the church. They celebrated it in their homes. They celebrated it in the city. They celebrated it everywhere they went. They brought the good news to every single creature. And he says here in Matthew 28, he says that, that all authority, that's what he begins with. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Did you know there, there was a season, there was a time where Satan had real power and authority in the earth? You know, we, in, in the sin in the garden, in our, in our voluntary sin, we given this, this authority that was ours to Satan. And, and in this cross, the, the, him submitting to the cross and the resurrection, he actually comes back to the throne of the earth, of, of heaven and earth. The, his inheritance, he takes that throne. It says in Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He actually delivers us, right? He, he, he receives all authority, and now he has made a way where we are delivered from the power of darkness, I think it's interesting that Satan, he brings Jesus up onto the mountain and he begins to tempt him saying, I'll give you all of this. Because he, he knew that he usurped it. He, he took it from, from us, right? Dominion over the world. And he's saying, Jesus, if, if you worship me, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll just hand it over to you. But yet, in the right way, Jesus goes through, spills his blood, and he says, I have all authority has been given to me. I have trampled him. I have disarmed all principality. I have removed their weapons. I have triumphed over them. Look, look at some of these verses. He says in Hebrews 2.14, Inasmuch then as the children have partakers of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, uh, that is the devil. Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. You, you, you see, this, this authority, he comes in this authority, and he says, I have all authority in heaven and in earth. He says, I'm the king. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm established forever. And in this reality, he's saying, now that I have the authority, my kingdom is present. It's at hand. He goes, begin to call people into the reality. He says, my kingdom is of life. It is of peace. It's an eternal kingdom. 
He says, I have done it. I, I can almost see the celebration in Jesus' voice when he comes back to the disciples. He says, don't worry. I did it. I am the king. I have all authority. This authority isn't speaking about the, the power, although that's part of it, the, the ability to, to move something. It's talking about authority of a king. It's saying that you have the legal right to the land. You have the legal right to the earth. He says, it's all mine. Now we can come into, I have paved a way that you can come into and encounter the kingdom of God. Now call people into that reality. Begin to, to preach the good news. When, when we talk about this heart of Jesus, sometimes what we catch ourselves doing is, is really beginning to declare sinners that they're sinners. We're, we're declaring to the broken that they're broken. Are you with me? Sometimes we just keep establishing that. But, it, but I, I want us, as we see Jesus' heart, what he says in all of these scripture, he, he goes, okay, I'm on the throne. Go make disciples. And I love, the, again, the way that Mark says it. He goes, now go preach the gospel. Do you know what the gospel stands for? The good news. He goes, go into land and tell them the good news. I have all authority. I'm the king. And now they can come to me with boldness, with confidence, and they can experience a new life. They can experience righteousness. They can experience peace and joy. In me, no longer do they have to continue under the sway of the evil one, but they can come back into the to the one that brings forth righteousness and life. It's good news. Amen. He, when he he speaks to to Saul and he and he, he changes him to Paul, he says, go tell them that there is forgiveness for sins. Go, go preach repentance, the remission of sins, that what they did in the past, what, what they have given themselves to, the brokenness of life, that they can be forgiven, they can receive mercy for that, and they can begin a new life. What the cross is about is the invitation to a new life. Amen? Never before could your history be wiped away from God and you've been given a new life to live. There, there's one thing that I encounter a lot, and I think we all probably feel this, is, is in my you know, small amount of ministry, in my 10 years, 8 years of ministry, most people that I encounter say, I wish I wasn't where I am right now, and if I could do it over again, I would. Amen? <laughs> I don't know if we say amen to that, but it's the truth, right? We find ourselves in that place, I wish I could have did this again. Lord, I have real good news for you this morning if you're in that boat. You can. <laughs> That's the cross. You can be forgiven. You can receive mercy in repentance. You can actually turn. You know, repentance has such a negative connotation to it sometimes in our heart. But I think it's an invitation that we get to turn our minds from this junk, this old way of life, the old patterns that we can be delivered from the, the attacks of Satan, and we can come in and begin to follow and chase after the king of life. And he will actually give us a new heart, and he will put his ways in our minds that we can follow him. That's grace. Grace is not to cover our sins. Grace is to give us new life in righteousness. Beloved, this is great news. Sometimes we look at this as a bad thing, like, oh, you know, we got to convince them to, to begin to follow you know, righteousness, and he's saying, no, present, it's good. It's a new life in him. 
he says that uh, to be baptized. Baptized is the death. We're buried with Christ. We're dying to ourselves. The, the pa- way we patterned our lives according to the earth, or according to the world, and according to the prince of the power of air, Satan. Right? He, he's just constantly swaying and, and calling us into bitterness and calling us into um, really a life of death. We felt that. We know what that in a moment it feels good to be really angry at people. Five years of being angry at people does not feel good, does it? He says, but I've paved the way. He says, I've, I've broken that to where you can come in. You can actually take that old man, baptism is, and be buried. Be buried at me. You, as, I, as I died on that cross, you too can die. And the great news is I was resurrected as God gave me new life and put me upon the throne, you too can have new life. You know, that's my favorite thing that I, uh, over the years that I get to see is lives completely changed and transformed. Families completely changed and transformed. Whole families. I, it just, it, it, it amazes me still to this day that you can see such, such brokenness before the, uh, encounter of the cross i'll put it that way in the counter encounter of the lord but when there's a full surrender you just see life coming there's there's life that is birthed in there and as it's nourished it just keeps growing i'm I'm not saying there's not pain in it there's this there's this new life that is being resurrected in families it's what jesus promised malachi 4 6 restoration of families and and he's just he's bringing this forth and it's so glorious so good. Beloved, this is the good news. This is, it's, it's new life. When he says to the adulterer, right, they, the Pharisees, they, they catch the adulterer on, adulterous, on, uh, in the act of adultery. In the act, and they, they pull her out, and they, they, they really, they want Jesus to condemn. Sometimes, isn't that our, we just call him that sometimes. Condemn them. <laughs> Look how bad they are. Look at what they've done. And they, they pull her out in the street before Jesus. He says, well, if any of you guys are, are not guilty, go ahead, throw the stone. <laughs> and I love, I love the way that that story ends. And he goes, where's, where's your condemners? <laughs> Where, where'd they go? Because they all left. They realized, right, we're all guilty. And one by one, they leave. Jesus says, they're nowhere to be found here. Neither are they. He says, just go sin no more. Go, go enter in to a new life. You see the invitation? You don't have to live that life anymore. If you come drink from me, I'll give you eternal life that will spring forth from the inside. That's, that's Jesus. I believe that's the gospel. It, it's real clear to me. He preached one thing after the cross. Go preach the gospel to every creature. And tell them there's a new life because there's a new king. And there is forgiveness. He's a merciful king. 
He doesn't want us to live in our sin. Absolutely not. He's a judge, and he's a perfect judge. Right? That's, that's the other side of it. But what he's calling us into is the remission. He's saying your sins can be forgiven if you repent, if you come unto me. Amen. Let's stand. What if, what if every heart in this city was ignited for Jesus? Think about that. Every heart in this region, what if they were on fire for Jesus? They knew him as, as the risen king, the life giver. I believe it's the invitation that Jesus has given us. The invitation that he's saying right now. All authority belongs to him. He's the king. His kingdom is, is available. And he won't hold the past of this city upon you. But as they come, tell them as they come to him, no longer does he condemn them. No longer should we condemn them, but we should take the invitation for them. Although there is a choice, he died for the whole world, but the whole world is not saved. You know, when he was before the people, Jesus, who, who brought resurrection, was standing next to Barabbas. And what he was believed is an insurrectionist. Isn't that interesting? You have one who's the resurrection and the the other is the insurrection. <laughs> and in the midst of that, the, the people, they, they picked the, the insurrectionist. <laughs> they chose the one. Insurrection means to, to undermine the government, you know, to, to come in and take away where Jesus begins to establish it and brings forth life. There's so many things that we could take from that. But one of them is we do have a choice. We have a choice. Who are we going to pick? We, we can pick the new king and come under his kingdom and his leadership and experience the life of that. But let me tell you this. Although the people picked Barabbas, the insurrectionist, Jesus still went to the cross for them. He still established hope. He still said, I will, I will die for you, and I will continue to do it. I'll continue to give the invitation of eternal life. It's because it's who I am, and it's how I see you. But let us not stop preaching the gospel, the good news. Father, I ask that today we would be marked by your words. By your words, that we would make you known. We would make the good news known. We would... We would bring an invitation to everyone we encounter, come encounter the king. Come and experience life that's eternal. Your sins, your past can be forgiven. And today marks a day of new life. So you don't have to live according to your history you can live according to your future in Christ. In the name of
I want to extend an invitation this morning. Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus. Maybe you, maybe you haven't. You've, you've known the language, but you haven't repented for your sins. You haven't given them your past. And you said, today, I, w- I want to be marked today with new life. I want to grab a hold of the invitation that I don't have to be the old man that I once was. If that's you, if you feel that upon your heart, even if you've been in church for 10, 15, 20 years, but, but today you feel the Lord stirring your heart, I don't want you to pass that up. Let today be the day that you experience him, that you can have boldness to encounter the living God. That you can be the father that he created you to be. You can be the mother that he created you to be. The son, the daughter. You can walk in the identity of Jesus. Walk in life. And no longer to the the persuasion of the enemy. That he truly breaks off every chain. Isaiah 61 says he came to release the captives. He came to bring freedom to those that are in prison. He came to give joy for mourning. Beloved, that's the one we celebrate today. And that is the invitation he is giving. So, beloved, if if that's you and you want to experience the life of Christ that never goes out. After after we close, I'm going to stay here and pray for you. So you can receive that. Amen. All right. Have a, a wonderful Easter. Celebrate with your family. But take these words of Jesus to your heart. Be blessed.